Well, hello and welcome to episode 22 of the All Things Leeds podcast with myself, Ed McIntyre. And here with me in the studio it is, of course, Leeds United fan and good friend, Charles Foster. How are you, Charles? I'm all right, mate. Apart from you pointing out my uh, burn line on my head. <laughs> Have you had a better week this week than you had last week? Um, yeah. I mean, I didn't get sunburnt this week and Leeds haven't played, so... <laughs> yeah. There's nothing really to be upset about. No, you, but there's nothing to cheer about either. No, no, there really isn't. Um, but yeah, we just do need to mention, first of all, uh, that this is not the season finale, like I said last week. The season uh, never ends. <laughs> the season finale is now next week, as we're sorting out guests to uh, come on the uh, podcast. Uh, in saying that, though, the podcast will continue throughout the summer, just not every week. It will be when we feel as though we need to record a podcast, basically. Uh, but uh, this week, we will uh, discuss what a great season uh, this year has been, without a doubt. Plenty of memories from this 18 and 19 campaign. Me and Charles will be going, uh, we'll be doing a big season review before giving out our own 1819 season player awards. You don't want to miss that. And then we'll look at what is happening with Marcel Bielsa and his future at Leeds United, as well as discussing a few transfer rumours. As there's been a lot, surprise, surprise, there's been a lot of transfer rumours. Uh, yes, yeah, stay tuned. Uh, so, Charles, a week on from that miserable night at Ella Road where we lost uh, to Frank Lampard, Zavi County, in the playoff semi-final after going 2-0 ahead of a tie. Uh, but yeah, how are we feeling? How are we feeling a week on? <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling okay, mate. I've, yeah. I've kind of compo- uh, compartmentalised it. It's kind of, I've repressed the memory of it. It hasn't happened anymore. It's just another one of them seasons <laughs> you just that goes out your brain. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the positive stuff, try, you, you try and keep that, but the negative stuff, the, like the end of it. It's not the uh, it's not the destination; it's the journey in it, and we had, it was it was a it was a good journey to be fair for the yeah. most part. Yeah, it was a very good journey, but uh, an awful end. Um, yeah, same, same as you. Like I've any good of, book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've kind of deleted it from my memory now. Really, apart from reading that, it just reminded me of it now. But um, no, I just kind of want to delete it from my brain eventually. Like it's still in the back of my mind. I'm still like, oh, like how 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 do we not go through after going two 0 ahead of a tie? But you know what? It's it's a week on now. I'm feeling I'm not feeling ill anymore like I did for the few days after that result. Yeah, it's it's going alright. It's going alright. Going alright. But um, I feel like, I feel like we need this sense of closure though. I feel like we need Wembley to be over with. Yeah. I feel like we need Villa to win at Wembley. I want to see Richard Keogh and Frank Lampard crying, <laughs> and then I want to watch the preseason game against Scum, and then that that will sort me out for the summer. Yes. That, 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 that's what we all need. That's the tonic that yeah. every Leeds fan needs yeah. right now. We need Wembley over with the actual full season to end. Get a couple of transfers through the door and go into pre-season. And that's all anybody wants. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to next Monday now, watching uh, Aston Villa thrash Derby County. Frank Lampard's Derby County. Uh, by the podcast next week, we will know who... who you never know. Up. After that game, should it go badly for Derby, it might no longer be Frank Lampard's Derby <laughs> County. It might be Frank Lampard's Brighton Hove Albion. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the thing that Derby County need to worry about. But uh, yeah, I, I hope that it does leave, to be honest. I hope Derby County fall apart if they don't go up this season, which <laughs> they won't go up. It's there's not no, an if. There's no bitterness there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, I can't wait. Uh, next one, next Monday is the uh, player final. I won't be watching it, but I will have a look at the result afterwards. And uh, yeah, it will be Aston Villa who would have beaten Derby County. Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully. But yeah, uh, I, I can't. I can't wait for next season. Now I really can't wait for next season. Just get started. Put this miserable end to this season behind us and get started with next season. And as you say as well, you got the pre-season friendly against Man United in Australia. 
to look forward to. There's plenty of stuff to look forward to being a Leeds United fan. I mean, obviously, the vast majority of you lot aren't going to make it down to Australia, and neither are we, because I'm not made of money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I will be watching it on TV. And I, if if I, it's on TV, hopefully. It, 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 it more than likely will be. Yeah. If I had the money, I would be there, because it's like the... It's, it's, um, they're opening a new club, aren't they? Is it Sydney? Or, uh, uh, we're playing a Western Sydney Wanderers in their new stadium. They're a new, they're a new club, though, aren't they? So yeah. It's kind of christening the stadium. Yeah. What uh, better game to christen the stadium, by the way? No, but we're playing Western Sydney Wanderers in their new stadium. We're playing Manchester United in Perth. Still, we get to christen a new club stadium, which is nice. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully we'll still win. I don't yeah, want to exactly. lose to a club that's 20 minutes old. <laughs> yeah. Greatest respect to all my all the anybody who listens from Australia. I hope you support the club. Support your local. Yeah. Um, don't end up supporting <laughs> scum just because they travel down there. Yeah. Uh, it'll be nice to be, you know, sketching to the history of Western Sydney Wanderers as well when we take them on. Yeah. Because they'll be Probably. like, our first, our first game in that new stadium was against Leeds United. Do you know who Leeds' first game was? Who? I don't know. I'm, that was a genuine question. <laughs> I have no I, idea. I'm actually going to Google that now. Right. Ed's going to talk. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, but yeah, Leeds United versus Manchester United, uh, which is a good uh, pre-season friendly to look forward to. We actually have a decent pre-season friendly as well. Remember last season, which we will get onto, we just played a lot of non-league, non-league clubs. Guys, they are not Lee away, mate. Yeah, York City. But uh, now... Never leave Yorkshire. <laughs> Why waste money on pre-season tours yeah. when you could spend them on transfers? <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're now going to Australia to take on Manchester United, which is uh, which is fantastic. And hopefully we do beat them. Uh, but yeah, also transfers that we will uh, get onto. Uh, we can uh, look forward to uh, seeing who could come into Leeds United. Uh, I'm not looking forward to seeing who may leave Leeds United because it could be some very uh, big and important players. Uh, but yeah, I just can't wait for next season now. Really cannot wait for next season now. Yeah, it'd be great, great season. We we just need to make sure we invest wisely in the transfer window. That's very important. Yeah, definitely. Um, a big, big summer ahead for Leeds United. Uh, but in saying that, you know, it has been a great season, 1819 uh, campaign. And a big part of that is down to Marcel Bielsa, the head coach, who looks like he could be staying at Leeds United for at least one more season. There's been plenty of reports going out. But the main man, Yorkshire Evening Post, Phil Hay, he said himself that it looks like Bielsa could stay, which is great news. Yeah, it's very likely he's going to stay. Sorry to interrupt. The first game ever was against Port Vale. Port Vale? Port Vale. You wouldn't, think, you wouldn't think that. I don't know if it's at home, but it was against Port Vale. Hang on. <laughs> um, yeah. We lost. Brilliant. <laughs> we lost. It was, I, it was away. It was away. away. I think we, yeah, we, we beat him at home 3-1. What, what, was, the, what was the score? Away. Yeah, they beat us two 0 away. They beat us two 0 away. Yeah, it was our first ever game, <laughs> which set the kind of set the tone for the following ninety nine years. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> right, sorry, what we're we talking about? Uh, yeah, uh, Bielsa, Bielsa's new contract. Yeah, uh, I mean, Phil Hay, he's come out himself. You know, everything that Phil Hay says, you know, I kind of, I kind of believe because <laughs> Phil Hay is like so in, in touch with the club. Uh, but yeah, he said himself that Bielsa could stay, which is fantastic news. Uh, really, I mean, keeping Marcel Bielsa is very, very important for Leeds United. Oh yeah, crucial. Um, I'm I'm just sort of wondering how we're going to screw this up at this point. <laughs> I mean, I know it's going to be spectacular, and we're probably going to sign nobody, and he's going to leave. <laughs> and then we're going to we're going to hire Steve Evans or something, ah. <laughs> and the club will sink back into the the mud that is 13th. We really do need to keep hold of him because, yeah. uh, and I noticed that while the, while the, him and Victor Otto were at the uh, at the Sky Lounge uh, looking at contracts and stuff people were bothering them taking photos yeah. <laughs> asking for selfies while they were clearly look- yeah. I mean I can't believe all you people that went to go annoy them in the middle of the meeting didn't at least take a photo of the papers that were on the desk <laughs> well, well, well you could see that there was a load of papers on the desk and there were a few like charts and 
stuff that I kind of looked at the paper. You but... would think they would at least take a photo of the, the piece of paper because then because then they could put just a, just a cheeky one behind the shoulder. Because then they could slap it all over Twitter, and we know what, we'd know what the inside of the club was going yeah. going on at the moment, whether that was transfers <laughs> or just contacts or yeah, uh, so not con- contracts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but just get, uh, you know a cheeky cheeky photo from behind the shoulder, so no one knows, and you 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 take it away and exactly. you take it away. away. But, but uh, then again, if, if that had <laughs> happened, then. Uh, Otter and Bielsa would stop allowing people to take selfies with them while yeah. they're in meetings and stuff. Which yeah, would... <laughs> probably. Uh, but yeah, we, we are talking about uh, Bielsa and Victor Otter. They were pictures sat down on the balcony at Sky Lounge at the uh, Doubletree Hilton Hotel, which is down at Granary Wharf, if you uh, if you want to go there near Dark Arches. It's a fantastic uh, restaurant there and uh, Sky Lounge as well. Uh, it's, it's great. I, I've been down there plenty of times. I went down there a few weeks ago. Met all the world's strongest men because they, they were doing a show here. Uh, the Leeds United first team, I believe, say the night before a home game I don't know why to do that to <laughs> stay in a hotel the night before a home game I mean, they all live in Leeds anyway yeah it seems like an unnecessary cost to be honest but um, <laughs> uh, yeah they do that anyway so you go down there uh, on, the, on the match day uh, before the game and you can see him uh, leaving the hotel which is pretty cool uh, but yeah Bielsa of course in his Leeds United tracksuit still in Sky Lounge <laughs> in a posh hotel in a posh restaurant in his tracksuit he never gets out of that Leeds United tracksuit does he no uh, <laughs> but yeah they, uh, him and Otto were pictured there having a meeting with Lutt a lot of paperwork. It is a good sign, to be honest. It is a good sign. Although we don't know what they were chatting about, it is a good sign. Phil was saying today on his, uh, his Twitter timeline uh, that there was positive noises from both sides about the contract. So it's hopefully he'll stay. Yeah. He'll want a lot of assurances, though. Yeah. And like, like like last year when he came to Leeds, I'm sure that he had a load of assurances. Yeah. Uh, but that was on Saturday when there was pictures in Sky Lounge, and I actually spotted Bielsa. I walked past Bielsa in Leeds City Centre when I was walking up uh, to work. He I'm was on the hedgerow <laughs> near Lavium Street. I didn't recognise him till Ca- Call past. yourself a Leeds fan. You didn't recogni- <laughs> recognise Marcelo Bielsa. He me, then I questioned it. I was like, was that Marcelo Bielsa? I turned around and I was like, yeah, that's Marcelo Bielsa. Uh, I imagine he was probably going to his car, maybe. Or he could have been going to get a chicken triple meal deal at Sainsbury's. He, he doesn't look like, from the uh, videos of him in the uh, conferences, he doesn't look like a big bloke. Is he a big bloke? Uh, no, he's not really a big bloke. He, he does look homeless, though, <laughs> in his tracksuit. and his... Yeah, he's a bit unkempt, but he doesn't really yeah. care about that, does he? No, uh, and, and he walks quite quite weird, to be honest. But um, I wonder what he was doing. I wonder what he was doing. He, he's obviously come from Sky Lounge, but walking up Hedgerow, was he going to PC World? Get, he was having a new computer <laughs> or something? <laughs> himself a new pair of trainers, because he always wears the same pair of trainers every time. Hey, you never know. <laughs> he might be going to Turtle Bay for a burger. <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's, <laughs> McDonald's. Nah, yeah, choices in Turtle Bay and, and McDonald's. You got to Turtle Bay, yeah, are you? Yeah. Nine times out of ten, you got to Turtle Bay. Unless you're hammered. <laughs> I could have been just going to Sainsbury's, going to get a massive bottle. Yeah, of, the big Sainsbury's. A ma- massive bottle of whiskey just to <laughs> drown his sorrows from. Go, the going to Headley Verity Spoons for a couple. <laughs> <laughs> Before he went home. But yeah, uh, so I did spot I did spot Matt LB also before work. And when I was at work, I work at the uh, Leeds Arena. um, And uh, Matt Koffler, he was uh, performing uh, on Saturday. I don't know if that's how you pronounce his second name. But I do know of him. And I served Luke Halen and his missus. An interesting choice from from Luke Halen. Going to see uh, Matt Koffler. It's not really... uh, I thought you were going to say interesting choice for Luke for picking his missus. <laughs> no, interesting choice from them two to go see that show. Um, interesting choice from his missus because he because because he's definitely punching. <laughs> I've seen his missus. Sorry, Luke. <laughs> so yeah, love you really, but yeah. you are punching. Sorry, Luke. Uh, Luke Kaling's hair in real life is very very nice. <laughs> I imagine it's really long yeah. as well. Good good pair of locks. When, when, pair whenever locks. he pulls the the uh, 
Oh. Hairband now. He, he does look a bit uh, Tresemme. <laughs> <laughs> you would see him in an advert. Tresemme. Yeah, you would see him in a Tresemme advert. <laughs> Those beautiful locks there. But yeah, I'm surprised that, given Head and Shoulders have gone for Joe Art and uh, people like that, why yeah. he's not been on the Head and Shoulders advert. Lovey Elf. Yeah, mind you, I don't think Luke Hill uses Head and Shoulders. He probably, <laughs> probably uses some bit more upmarket. Panten? Pan, maybe Panten. We're wasting time here, aren't we? <laughs> Talking about... We're just, we're, just, we're, we're, we're just rambling about nonsense. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, we served Luke Hill in at, the, uh, uh, at work, and I also saw Bielsa before work, so a decent night, to be fair. A decent night, that. Uh, I certainly wasn't expecting that. Uh, but yeah, it is looking increasingly likely that uh, Magic Marcelo will stay uh, for next season. Magic Marcelo. Magic Marcelo, <laughs> Bielsa. Uh, but as I mentioned, it is very important that he does stay uh but uh you know whenever we look at it last season uh this season however you want to whatever you want to call it now it has been fantastic no matter what so we'll move on to the uh, big season review then we'll take it uh week by week month by month and we'll start all the way back in the summer of 2018 why uh why not uh so we got rid of paul Hagenbottom, uh, the head coach uh, we were in search for a new coach plenty of names Going round, uh, if you if you remember, thanks to uh, all the betting companies, a lot of names I, I that I'd never really heard of. Can't remember any of the names that came up. Can you? No, <laughs> I, I I hadn't really heard of any, but there were so many names going about because of the betting companies. But then in the end, it, it came out to be uh, Argentinian Marcelo Bielsa, uh, who uh, Pep Guardiola and Pochettino, which Pochettino had described as the best football coach in the world, and who Peter Shilton described as Italian. <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, but yeah, Pep Guardiola. Genuinely Puch- true, by the way. Google yeah, it. It is. Uh, but Guardiola Pochettino describing him as the best football coach in the world. Big praise. Uh, but I mean, to be honest, I had never heard of him when we when we uh, appointed him when we announced it. I'd never really heard of Marcelo Bielsa. Yeah, I hadn't heard of him either, but that's mainly due to my own ignorance and yeah. my small-minded British kind of sense of just follow your own club and yeah. ignore everything that isn't happening in your country, <laughs> which is what, which it, even if you claim to be knowledgeable, that is true for nearly all of us. Yeah, We just tend to focus on our own clubs. On our own, on, but you'll probably follow the Premier League. Um, nearly everyone in the country likes football follows the Premier League and then your own club, and then that's it. Yeah. And if someone's someone uh, a big club is making a big transfer, then you'll look him up. But that's about it. But compared to, in management... I hadn't heard of Bielsa really. No, um, never have I. I once, I, once I Google him, I, I, I did have to Google him, and I thought, yeah, it's, it's pretty decent. Yeah. Um, um, he'd, he'd, he'd only he'd won a uh, title with Newell's All Boys. He'd won the gold medal um, a while back, but um, and he got to the semi-final of the Europa League, didn't he? So he it, got to the final of the Europa League final. Uh, when he was in charge of Atletico Bilbao. Yeah, Atletico. It's found in twelve. Uh, they beat uh, uh, Manchester United <coughs> along the way to that final. So I, I, I was already in love with him because he yeah. beat Manchester United. <laughs> he was already Leeds when he came to. Yeah, Leeds. I, when I saw that, I thought, um, well, there must be a catch here. There must yeah. be something wrong with him. In, yeah, I was like, well, it must be decent, but also, why on earth is coming to Championship Leeds United who finished the table the season before? <laughs> and then once I realised that there wasn't actually much wrong with him, I thought we must be paying him a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually we we are yeah. we are that's true yeah definitely but, but he's worth the money <laughs> yeah definitely uh, six two years old does well so definitely experienced uh, but yeah after a bit of research I was very very optimistic to be honest um, but the friendlies that we had they didn't really excite me for the new season ahead the first one was against Forest Green Rovers where we beat them two one uh, away from home the first team did play there. Um, then uh, we played York City two days later most of the under-23s in that game uh, we played Southend United drew 1-1 away there and then uh, we lost 4-3 away at Oxford United we were like we were like 4-1 down at one point yeah. in that game as well 
Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, then we beat guys like four three away from home before finishing off uh, the preseason friendlies at home against Las Las Palmas, which we were there for. Twenty ninth of July, yeah, twenty ninth of July. Uh, we beat him one uh, nil thanks to uh, Kem Avery. I remember Ed still mourning about coming off a cruise and being hungover <laughs> in the sunshine. I, yeah, I, I had just been on holiday on a cruise. I had about. I, I want to say six hours sleep during the entire week. I was very hungover. Uh, but as soon as I landed, I was like, get me to the road. <laughs> so, so me and you so, met so up yeah, at the me and asked me if I wanted to go yeah. to last, uh, watch the last <laughs> Palmas. And I thought, given the, <laughs> given the other uh, pre-season uh, friendlies, it was the, by far the best one to attend. Yeah, and Las Palmas, they have a second division Spanish side. <laughs> well, how often do you get to see a Spanish side of uh, yeah, exactly. play against Leeds? Never. Exactly. No, <laughs> never. I, I can't really remember last, the last time, to be honest. We had an overseas club play at Ellen Road. Probably Deportivo. Yeah. No, I think it... No, we played a German team, I'm sure. I, 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 I was thinking about the Champions League year. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I wasn't thinking about uh, pre-season friendlies. No. <laughs> I saw us play Everton once at Ellen Road. And Chris yeah, did, I've seen us play Everton. Chris, uh, Chris play. Wood scored twice. We, yeah. we beat him 2-0. Seen us play Newcastle. beat them 3-2. Seen us play Wolves. I think Matt Scredo scored an absolute worldie against Wolves in that pre-season friendly, if I remember. Yeah, that, that Everton game, Chris Wood scored the weirdest goal I've ever seen. It took a massive deflection. Yeah. But at the time, you're thinking, what a goal. <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird. It, yeah. it, it curled so so strangely in the air never mind we're wasting yeah. time not talking about that as well <laughs> uh, but yeah we beat last power master 1-0 at Ellen Road uh, but to be honest you know, we weren't particularly great in that game against a, a Spanish second division side as I mentioned it was and a bit of individual quality from Roof wasn't it and they yeah. just won the game yeah that's the only thing that was good it didn't really you know, it, didn't it, they, hit, they hit the bar like from two identical free kicks on the end of the box as well Ah, Las Palmas did, yes. Yeah, that's what, yes. that's what I'm thinking of, yeah. Yes, uh, but you know, we weren't particularly great in that game. It didn't really make me optimistic for the season ahead, and I was kind of scared as well. Looking at a back three of Bavardi, Liam Cooper and Calvin Phillips going into the new season, what about you? <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. And I don't know um, Janssen was at the, week, the World Cup for, for a few weeks, but I didn't understand why he got such a long layoff from the pre-season. It seemed like he had like four extra weeks as a, yeah. than everyone else. Yeah, I think it was because of the World Cup, and he had to get up to speed with Bielsa's and, uh, kind of. I know uh, Sweden demands. got to like Sweden got to the quarterfinal, didn't they? Because Janssen came on when England were already two 0 up. <laughs> they brought like a centre half when England's already winning two 0 <laughs> Didn't really make much sense, but yeah. he did play against England, so. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he had to get up scratch really uh, coming back to the Janssen. But the back three scared me, and that friendly game didn't really make me optimistic for the new season that would start eight days later on re- Sunday. Remember in that game that Samuel Saez was very unimpressive, and Mateo. Mateusz Klick was very impressive in that game, actually. Yeah, Mateusz Klick was very, very Which, good in that game. Well, he would go on to set the precedent off for the next two or three months. Yeah, <laughs> very good. Uh, but yeah, uh, eight days later, we kicked off the new season uh, against relegated Stoke City at Ellen Road. I was looking forward to this because Stoke City at Ellen Road, probably, the, you know, I'd say, you know, one of the biggest and best teams that has come down from the Premier League in recent years. Uh, Newcastle, they were decent a few years ago. Uh, but Stoke City, you know, I was looking forward to this game opening day of the season against relegated Stoke City. And yeah, it was a good day. Uh, the game it was like 30 degree weather everyone was going out it in the white so shirts warm. it was so warm boiling hot everyone was in the white shirts but we ended up thrashing them 3-1 it was just unbelievable the that, that penalty wasn't even a penalty either no Tom Ince dived <laughs> he did dive <laughs> yeah and we're still a whole cudges too Tom Ince I don't like Tom Ince I don't like his dad and I don't like him no <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah we thrashed them 3-1 I mean just an unbelievable day great weather everyone out in the white shirts brilliant atmosphere this was an open day that I will remember for a long time. This was great. Yeah, this this was quality, um, and not what we were expecting whatsoever. Because there wasn't even that much energy in the last Palmas game, but this they were clearly no. just kind of saving the tank for this game. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> the far more important one. Yeah, they, they were like, oh, let's not try show every team oh, what we can do in our friendlies. Let's just start the season with a bang. I'll, I'll be honest, I was a, bit, a little bit worried about playing Stoke on the opening day because I thought that given they'd come down, they would they were going to be the team to beat. Yeah, I mean, they kept hold of the good players. Jack Butland as well in goal. They made some good signings as well. Yeah, they had Joe Allen in midfield. They had Benekophobia up top. They're James McLean. James, I mean, yeah. James McLean's a bit overrated, but the rest of the... They had a good... And they still got Bojan on the books there. Yeah. So, they, they got... I mean, <laughs> supposedly it was going to be the new Messi, but no, yeah. obviously never happened. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they had quality running throughout and we, we nobody thought we were going to smash them to that extent. And we, no. we turned up and just steamrolled them. <laughs> yeah, it, it was number unbelievable day and I will remember that opening day for a long time probably the best opening day I have ever witnessed being a Leeds United fan to be honest that's some decent yeah. ones Burnley but you know, 3-1 remember, against Stokes remember the Gary Monk season where we lost 3-0 to QPR <laughs> yeah. I, I was on holiday that day I'd walked up this massive steep hill in about 40 degree weather to watch it in a bar with these two other Leeds fans next to us oh that was an awful game to watch uh, but yeah it was a great opening day then we go out and thrash Derby County 4-1 away from home the week after and watching it on TV at the time I was just thinking how on earth like, I, I, I just could not believe what I was watching and how good we were it makes me sad to think about that now, because of, because they got they got the last laugh really. Yeah. Let's be honest, it makes me sad. Should we skip ahead? Yeah, let's play, can we can we just can we, that we, oh, it, was, it was brilliant. We scored four good goals, and then Tom Lawrence banged in a free kick that barely picked up Farrell should have saved. That's that we've covered the game. Yeah. <laughs> Click scored a very good goal and come on. Yeah, that, that, well. that it's Click's probably. I mean, Click could have probably had a goal of the season competition by himself because all the best goals of the season were yeah. pretty much scored by him. Yeah, what goals? Click also scored the opening goal of the Legion United season as well. He did. Um, yeah, against Stoke. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, that, 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 was a, that was a brilliant finish, actually, to be fair. And it was, it was so good that he managed to stay on yeah. side. Good and assist as well from Samuel Zayas. Possibly assist of the season. Would you say? <laughs> uh, no, Jack Harrison against yeah. uh, first leg of the playoffs. Well, is this? Oh. Yeah, we'll, we'll get on to that <laughs> uh, for, for, for the awards coming up later. A spoiler there for you. Uh, but yeah, uh, two wins in a row. Uh, we ended up going on uh, a six-game unbeaten run in the league. Uh, first day, uh, three, three draws. Uh, we did lose 2-0 at home to uh, Preston uh, in round two of the uh, Carabao Cup. I wasn't too bothered about that loss in the Carabao Club. I was like, let's just focus on the league. Let's that was that was another game where someone cheated to win a penalty. Yeah, yeah they cheated to win a penalty two minutes in and just time-wasted and cheated all the way through. And the then game. just before half-time, everyone went up for a corner. They counter-attacked from the corner uh, and scored. That was it, 2-0. And then they just sat behind the ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, we did go unbeaten in uh, in six league games. In the first eight games, uh, there, were, there were three draws in there. Uh, but yeah, it was a great start to the season, to be honest. And before the season, that's what we were looking at. We were looking at the first six to eight fixtures saying, wow, these are very important. These are going to be very tough. And, you know, whatever we get out of there, it'll, it'll set a mark for where we're going to finish. Yeah, it's always important to start well because um, you need to... And set yourself for pressing. You, you want to be up, up the uh, top end of the table early, so that you, everyone knows that you are. You're not to be messed with. You are there. To, you're going out there to win. If you start off on a bad, a bad spell, and then you finish the season like seventh or third, uh, then you, you can you, you look back at the opening few games of the season. You think if we'd have just started well, yeah. the amount of clubs that do that. So it is really important to start well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, we go uh, on a big unbeaten run uh, in the league. Uh, but then our first uh, defeat in the championship season was on September 22nd, fan 18, where we uh, we lost 2-1 at Ellen Road against Gary Monk's Birmingham City. And at the time, this was just dreadful. Because Gary Monk coming really, back... It was a bad game of football. Yeah, and Gary Monk coming back to Ellen Road... 
They came there wanting a point. We gave them all three points and they handed us our first defeat of a championship season. This was just dreadful. I don't know if it's my rose tinted glasses, but I don't remember us being that hard to watch on the Monk. No. I remember us being better than that. Are Birmingham just not as not as good now as we were on the yeah, Monk. They probably just don't have as good a place. Uh, did, did, we, did we just not appreciate how poor we were on the Monk? Um, <laughs> I, I just thought we looked. I just think we looked at over wins and over draws and thought. Yeah, yeah we, 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 we didn't really lose much on the Monk, did we? We, we drew a lot. Yeah, and we um, if we won, we won two 0 That was it. Chris Wood two 0 <laughs> If you, if you're a betting man in that season, if you put money on Chris Wood two 0 every week, you would make yeah. a hell of a lot of money. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, uh, an awful loss at the time, and then we do uh, drew uh, two games and uh, won one before losing two one away at Blackburn Rovers uh, on October the twentieth. Me and Chris uh, went to that one. Chris Jim, you remember him from the vlogs from last season, also the podcast. Uh, but yeah, uh, me and Chris went to that one. That was a uh, you know a decent away day, Blackburn. Rovers, but it, it was a poor game to be honest from Leeds United. Two goals from corners, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah two we of did. Those basic championship goals you'll ever see because <laughs> we can't defend set pieces, and that was to become a theme for later on in the yeah, season. It, it really did. We just could not defend set pieces to save our life. But uh, yeah, that was the second defeat of the championship. Uh, we then uh, won two games and uh, drew one before a four-one loss. Away at West Brom on November the tenth, and this was just before the inter- an international break as well. And after this loss, I think at the time we, we were all saying, you know, we're probably not going to make the top two. Then, you know, we were fourth at the time. We had just they, been thrashed they, against West Brom. They we were, were saying, a cut, they were a cut above us, and I think the loss of Harvey Barnes really smashed their season a bit. Yeah, the second half of the season. Because if, if they'd have kept Harvey Barnes, they would have probably, if not, they won the league. They'd have, they'd have finished in top two. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that. Definitely, yeah, Barnes was on fire for them in. In that game against us, and in most of the games he played, and he scored. I think he was like still one of their highest scorers and assisters, and he left in January at the end of the season, just because of how defensive they like yeah. to play. The West Brom and Stoke. I've always loved defensive football and Middlesbrough. Those are the three clubs, the purest, the purest three. You can always count on to play defensive football, yeah. even though he's no longer there. But uh, yeah, they they smashed us. They counterattacked us. They scored like three goals in like ten minutes, yeah. didn't they? I think Dwight Gale scored two goals and he came on as a substitute. It as was, well. it was. I'll show you how bad that second half was. It was nil nil at half time, <laughs> and they probably should have been two nil up at half time yeah. as well. Yeah, they definitely should. I think it, they, 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 they hit, hit the bar, bar yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they were they 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 came close a couple of times. Yeah. It was just a horrible night, really. But uh, you know, we were fourth in the table. We'd just been thrashed four one against West Brom, uh, who I think were well up there. And I think after that, the feeling was just we're not going to make top two. That's that's probably you know the playoffs for us, and we just kind of accepted that really. Uh, but you know, we're going to the international break. We're coming back out of it, and we're saying let's just bounce back from that damaging defeat, that heavy four one defeat. Let's just bounce bounce back from that and see what happens uh, now this was at the time that I relaunched All Things Lazy great time in there <laughs> yeah it was great <laughs> the, the time the seven game winning run <laughs> yeah I, I relaunched All Things Leeds uh, back uh, first game that I covered was uh, the uh, 2-0 win over Bristol City at home and that was at the start of a seven game win streak for Leeds United which was incredible uh, but yeah the first, there's a, we had two games in space three days uh, Bristol City would beat them 2-0 and then Reading beat them 1-0 uh, at home uh, the penalty safe and Bailey Pickett got foul against Reading yeah, a I big was, moment I'll remember I was furious about that because I missed that game because I was being called into work and they sacked <laughs> me so yeah. really, they could have sacked me over the phone and I could have gone to that game. <laughs> but no, they called me in and sacked me in person. 
Uh, but yeah, the, the big penalty save from Bailey Pickup Fowler, and that's a moment that'll stay with me uh, for you know for uh, going forward because Bailey Pickup Fowler at the time it was getting a lot of stick uh, from a lot of people, especially you know after that four one defeat uh, away at West Brom, uh, you know it, it didn't really do too and then well. That, that uh, Bristol City goals. game that Will Huffer was in the goal for, and then we kept yeah. the clean sheet, and it, and it kind of piled a bit more pressure onto him, didn't it? Yeah, but he came back in. And yeah. he, he saved that penalty, and uh, we ended up winning, beating Reading 1-0, which was just a massive, uh, massive week for Leeds United. That. And as it came up, start of a seven-game win streak for Leeds United. That seven-game win streak ended uh, with a 3-2 home win over Blackburn Rovers. And that was a hectic week, was that? A hectic, uh, you know, a space of three days around Christmas time. But before Christmas on the 23rd, we beat Aston Villa 3-2 after going 2-0 down in 17 minutes. That was an absolutely immense game. Was that it was two 0 Aston Villa at half time, and then we just came out. Absolutely I, I wasn't there for the Villa game because obviously it was away, and we we uh, me and me and Ed ve- rarely go that uh, that far yeah. south. Kind of struggled for tickets to be honest. Yeah, and it was obviously a massive game because they were in the playoffs as well. Uh, I preferred the Aston Villa game to the Blackburn game because in the Aston Villa game, even though we were two 0 down, we were playing well. Yeah, we were playing really well. Even though whereas we were in the, the Blackburn yeah. game, we were just. Really average for ninety minutes, and then turned stepped into, it up in turned, four just, minutes of any time. Turned into Barcelona in extra time, <laughs> <laughs> scored twice. But yeah, this was a hectic week to be honest. A hectic three days because uh, yeah, an astonishing three two win away at Aston Villa. Came out with scoring the winner late on in, in added time in that game, and then yeah, three days later at home against Blackburn Rovers, uh, they go two one up uh, on ninety minutes uh, due, due to a free kick. Paul goalkeeping from Bailey pick up foul again, uh, but yeah, four minutes of added time Kemar Roof steps up and scores two goals it was unbelievable and at the end of that week my emotions was just all over the place yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was brilliant uh, I mean what followed was rather less so <laughs> yeah <laughs> what what followed uh, yeah so we lost 2-0 at home to Hull City yeah that was really bad yeah that lost was... lost 4-2 waiting on the forest after going 2-1 ahead with 10 men Again, I always look back at that game and think, why not just go defensive? Why not just go defensive that game? We've got 10 men. Uh, but no, that's not Marcel Bielsa's way, is it? Uh, we did lose uh, to QPR in the FA Cup. I wasn't too bothered about that either. We've made quite a lot of changes, to be honest. Uh, but then all that Spygate controversy before that Derby County uh, home game. Uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll go through this Derby County game very fast, but we came out there at Ellen Road after all Spygate Smashed stuff. them again. Smashed them again. 2-0. Should have been more than 2-0. Uh, but now... Um, uh, we struggled for consistency. We lost two one away at Stoke, and then beat Rotherham two one at home, but then lost three one at home to Norwich City, and that kind of set Norwich City off for their uh, title uh, triumph. But it wasn't good form at all. Looking at that, four losses in six league games, five losses in seven in all competitions. Uh, yeah, it, it, it we don't, we'd only lost. I think before Christmas, we'd only lost three games. Yeah, we'd only lost three games, and then yeah. we lost four in about three weeks it, it was rough <laughs> yeah it, we were in poor form and we were looking at that thinking that's not promotion form and it, def- it definitely <laughs> it's definitely lower mid-table form yeah that. it definitely isn't a promotion form at all uh, but then we kind of picked it up we, we bounced back with a 1-0 draw uh, away at Middlesbrough Calvin um, Phillips' 100th minute equaliser yeah uh, obviously that was due to bad circumstances yeah. Jack Clark uh, of course didn't end up being well uh, after falling uh, ill on the uh, subs bench uh, but yeah, a, a big goal that from Calvin Phillips uh, to uh, earn a good solid point away at Middlesbrough. I think it's fair to say because Middlesbrough away is is a tough place to go. To be honest, so it, it was a good point from from Leeds United, really. Yeah, um, their goal was poor. Yeah, <laughs> it was poor to concede from Leeds United. It was just poor all round. It was just not yeah. a pressing midfield. 
Um, Luke Haley not tracking the run. Uh, it was just poor. But the, the game itself was, was all right. We probably should have scored more. Yeah. <laughs> Would also become a theme in the season. Yeah, how many times have we said that throughout the season? I oh, we could have been 5 nil up at this point. We could have been 5 nil up in every game, to be honest. Uh, see that we've created about 118 more chances than Sheffield United throughout the course of the season, but Sheffield United scored about five more goals than us. I don't, I don't want to talk about it, mate. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> uh, but after that uh, draw away at Middlesbrough, we uh, flashed Swansea 2 1, to be honest. We, we should be more than. Oli McBurney did score three goals against us this season, which annoyed me. Yeah. Because uh, I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> Oli McBurney uh, scored a penalty here. He's meant to be a Leeds fan, but he always taunts for Leeds United fans. Yeah. It's a bit weird. And celebrates. Like, <laughs> celebrates like no else when he scores against yeah. us <laughs> and I remember when he played for Barnsley and he went mental when he scored against us and, yeah. and, 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 but he was ruled offside and yeah. then he got I massively that, roasted uh, by the uh, by the cop <laughs> I remember that game last season Olympic Burnley I was looking at him thinking he looked like he had just come off like an all night bender and just he picked o- a always, kit out of a kit box he always looks like that <laughs> He always looks like he's just fallen out of a cardboard box in the in a train station and been told he's about to play for Swansea. Get some spec out of the kit box. Uh, but yeah, uh, we beat Swansea two one at Ellen Road. We kind of you know refreshed him really uh, on on the night. To be honest, we were all over him. Uh, yeah, and, and, Harrison, that, and that was Harrison and Roof scored. Didn't yeah, they? that was the Dan James derby as well. It, no, it was Pontus Jansen. Uh, who, who scored? It was, a, it was Janssen and Harrison there. Yeah. Harrison definitely got his first goal, or second goal for Leeds because he yeah. scored against Millwall as well. Yeah, that was the uh, Dan James derby, wasn't it? After all that Dan James stuff in the summer transfer window. Yeah, he got quite. He, he didn't get that much stick. He didn't they, get a lot of stick. We were just singing He's Leeds and he knows he is, which yeah. I think kind of played into his mind and kind of put him off his game. He didn't play that well, to be fair. I thought it was really good. I thought it had quite a lot of pace. He didn't, didn't, didn't do a lot of damage. Yeah, Swansea's best player on the night, to be, to be fair. Uh, that's how poor Swansea were. Uh, in this game, I, I actually think Oli McBurney was their best player. It looked yeah. a lot better when he came on. Yeah, uh, but yeah, we've, we beat Swansea and we beat Bolton Wanderers two one at home. That was poor, but we still win. Yeah, poor from Leeds United, but the winning goal was from Alioski <laughs> and a massive deflection. Uh, Weirdest goal ever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really weird. Uh, but then uh, we play uh, our game in hand away at Queens Park Rangers, who were going into this on the back of seven losses in a row. I believe it was seven losses in a row. I think it was, uh, but we ended up losing one uh, nil to them on this night and that was our game in hand and there was that picture of Bielsa uh, in, in the tunnel just bent down with his head looking to the floor it, this was just an upsetting night to be honest being a Leeds United fan because you're looking at it thinking this is our game in hand and we've just blown it yeah we had the chance to go top and go th- I think two points clear and then yeah and then Norwich were even with us on points and way above the goal difference and it just looked ruined <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah th- th- this was an awful loss because they, they weren't losing any games and, yeah. and to be honest I can't remember Norwich losing a game at the end of the season no never can I um, they got a lot of draws towards the end of the season didn't yeah, they yeah they do like four games on the bounce but they, ne- they didn't lose no they didn't um but yeah, this was an awful loss uh, away at Queen's Park Rangers. It really, it really was. Uh, but then three days later, so the QPR game was on the Tuesday night. Then the Friday night, we go out against West Brom uh, at Ellen Road. And we thrash them 4-0. <laughs> we thrash a team 4-0. We were saying this as well for a number of weeks. Oh, the, a team's going to get a hiding soon. And Didn't I expect expe- it to be West yeah, Brom, to be fair. Did not expect it to be West Brom at all. We just came out and just thrashed them 4-0. It was, it was unbelievable. It was a bit of payback for what they did to us. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was unbelievable, though. <laughs> yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah, it's, pa- it, it's, yeah that was, the, Pablo's goal was superb. Yeah, 16 seconds. I think it came you know, at a time that we needed a lift. 
and then 16 seconds into the game, fantastic finish, and that just kind of set it off, really. I think without that goal, it would have been uh, very different, Yeah, to be honest. would have yeah. been very different. But. They would have settled into it and ground, <laughs> kind of grinded us down a bit, yeah. and you just know we'd, we'd, we'd have got... Uh, I don't know what you let me say. We got shit. We'd, we'd, we'd have been shit housed. You know that. You know, you know for a fact that would have happened. Yeah. <coughs> uh, but yeah, that, that was an astonishing win to be honest. And we win our next two. Beat Bristol City one 0 away. Thrash Reading three 0 away from home as well, which was kind that, of a surprise. I was saying my brother and my dad in, uh, in the pub watching that Reading game, and I, I remember saying to my dad at half time, "That is the worst we played." For a while, and we were three 0 up. We weren't even playing well. Three 0 up at half time. And they, yeah. we, we just smashed them. They were just really, really bad. Yeah, it, it, it was unbelievable. <laughs> I, I was at the. Uh, I was uh, working, uh, doing media work at Fazi Celtic, and I had this game on my phone as well. So I was watching two games at once, and yeah, I, I didn't think we were playing well, but we're three 0 up at half time, which was just, which was just astonishing, really. And I wasn't really expecting it because, especially away uh, at teams like Reading, we don't usually do too well. I.e., you look, you look at QPR, uh, the QPR loss. Uh, but yeah, we refreshed them 3 0, which was great. Uh, but yeah, we won those uh, three games West Brom, uh, Bristol City, and Reading. And then we it was at home against Sheffield United, ended up losing 1 0. Basham with the only goal of the game. The only shot for Sheffield United, the only shot that was on target. And uh, they ended up winning. We kind of flashed them on stats wise, but then they only shot of the game and they scored. And yeah, <laughs> that kind of killed us off, really. We missed so many sitters. It yeah. was so annoying. Jack Harrison blasted it over the bar from about seven yards out. Yeah, uh, I think Tyler Roberts missed with a he hit the post and and he had a header which went like an inch yeah. wide. Yeah, um, and then Basham he scored. Casilla should he have come out for that Basham goal? Do you think that was just a? It was a classic case of being counterattacked. <laughs> we just yeah. got we 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 overcommitted and then got counterattacked, yeah. and, and then it was it was kind of Cooper v. Sharp and Basham, and yeah. and Cooper decided to mark Sharp instead of Basham because he thought, I imagine he thought that Basham would have less of a chance of finishing, the, but he still finished it. it yeah. no a guy who usually plays centre back <laughs> finished it and uh, won the game for them. Uh, but uh, then, then we come out uh, against Millwall. Uh, we win the next two, uh, but Sheffield United, uh, that loss was a big blow. But uh, the international break, uh, we come back and we beat Millwall 3-2 at Ellen Road. Sheffield United, they lost uh, 3-2 uh, at home to Bristol City. And we were back second. That that was the point where you felt like it was sliding doors, that we were just going <laughs> to... I mean, it kept on changing right. every week, didn't it, at that point? We would we would, we uh, would we, win. We, we went on second. to lose to Birmingham, and then they drew against Birmingham. Yeah. So we... And then... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that Preston North End win that put us back in second. We were back second. We we went to that as well. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, this was a, it was like a, a few weeks where it just kept on changing every single week. That Millwall game that was that was very very good. Three two win. There. I can't remember who they beat um, when we beat Wednesday, Sheffield Wednesday, but we had to beat Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, and we did beat Sheffield Wednesday. And we, we should have won beat them by more. Yeah. So that Birmingham City lost that kind of. Uh, Set us back a bit. Went into that pressing game, needing to win to go back second, and uh, and we did we we did beat them. And then uh, Sheffield United they uh, lost. Oh, they drew uh, against Birmingham City uh, the night before on the we- uh, the night uh, afterwards on the Wednesday. So I think we went uh, one point clear. Yes, yeah, so, so we uh, remained uh, clear of Sheff- of Sheffield United. Uh, we were in second. Uh, we then beat Sheffield Wednesday one nil, um, and then this is where our season fell apart. <laughs> this is where our season fell apart. 2-1 loss at home to 10-man Wigan Athletic. Ah. <laughs> I sometimes think if Pablo Hernandez had scored that penalty, we'd have gone up automatically. Yeah. I, 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 think re- I really do. I think we would Because we won 0-up. They'd gone out of 10 men. If he'd have scored that penalty to put us 2-0-up, that would have been the game. That would have yeah. been the game. 
and then and then we did, I mean we might have still <clears throat> we, we we might have still lost against Brentford but I get the feeling that Wigan result shook us. If we'd have just beat Wigan, we'd have probably gone on to beat Brentford. And we actually should have beaten Villa because it was only due to uh, Bielsa probably not being ruthless enough for the championship yeah. <laughs> that he uh, decided to give them a goal. I wouldn't have given them a goal. No, I don't think I, anyone would have. I'd have given goal. John Terry two fingers and uh, <laughs> told the jog on. Yeah. Take the, take the L. Yeah, so would I. Uh, but yeah, uh, that 2 will loss against Wigan just kind of killed the season off, really. We lost two... Nil down at uh, Brentford afterwards, drew one all at home to Aston Villa, but then lost three two away at Ipswich Town. An- another missed penalty. Heading into the uh, heading into the playoffs, um, and yeah, we finished third, heading into the playoffs against Frank Lampard's Derby County, and we all know how that finished. Let's not remind ourselves of, of that uh, uh, miserable uh, second leg, especially. Uh, but uh, as we've gone over, there's many positives to take from this season. Many memories that I will, you know, take, especially that that Christmas period where we beat Aston Villa three two. Look on the bright side. Yeah. At least we don't have VAR next season. <laughs> we don't have VAR. I'm not a fan of VAR, really. I, I'd say that. With, <laughs> oh yeah, we have to live with the awful officiating in the year film. <laughs> That's 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 yeah, that's probably worse. I'd rather have Premier League officials and VAR than EFL officials. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to be honest, mate, there's many diseases I would rather have than EFL officials. <laughs> I'm not going to list any because they yeah. offend anyone. But yeah, yeah. The, the, the EFL officials really are. Poor. They are the worst in the world. <laughs> they are so bad. Yeah. The amount of dives that get given as penalties. Yeah. I want a couple of them on Monday, by the way. You know what to do, Jack. <laughs> do, do your usual routine or we'll, we'll all get on nicely yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah many memories to take uh, from, from this season it has been fantastic um, also a, a word on that Aston Villa game did you hear that uh, if Aston Villa win Ross McCormack who hasn't played a single game for Aston Villa this season will go on £70,000 a week, a week. <laughs> what <laughs> what is in his contract? <laughs> I, w- I want to, I want to see the joy on John Terry's face having won the playoffs, and then I want someone to tell him in his ear that you've now got to pay Ross McCormack seventy thousand pounds a week. I, I want to know what's, what Ross McCormack spends that on. That, that's for you. that's that's a booze. bit more. That's a bit it's more. It's Ross hard. McCormack. <laughs> he's spending it on he's spending it on takeaways <laughs> and booze. <laughs> that's what he spends all his money on. Probably <laughs> that, that, that's allegedly. Uh, that, that's something to uh, that's a positive to take if Aston Villa win as well. We got formerly Jack to play Ross McCormack. It was very good for us uh, going draining the life out of Aston Villa <laughs> like a leech what on earth is in his contract his agent must must be he's, he's, he's got a world class agent yeah. <laughs> unbelievable uh, but yeah it's been a fantastic season for uh, Leeds United uh, just a disappointing end uh, but let's go on to our 1819 Player Season Awards we have come up with nine of our own awards to hand out to uh, players uh, and we'll uh, we'll start with uh, the best atmosphere of the season, the best atmosphere we have been involved in this season. What would you award it to? That's a really tough one, though. There's I, been plenty of good atmospheres. There's there's three I can name off off the top of my head, on. and one would be one would be the West Brom game, the four 0 at home. That was really good. The when we beat Derby two 0 at home after all the Spygate stuff, that was brilliant because everyone was really up for that. Everyone one. was doing all the, all the Spygate. Yeah, so. <laughs> and one would be the first 44 minutes of the playoff semi-final second leg when we were 1-0 up because that, because to be fair the atmosphere was cracking up yeah, until that point yeah it was let's give it to a full game though full game of atmosphere a full game I'm going to have to give it to 2-0 at home against Derby County because the because everyone was up for it it was yeah. like everyone was like well up to yeah. to rinse uh, rinse Frank Lampard <laughs> rinse Derby and we we just we crushed Derby in, on the pitch and we crushed him yeah. in the stands that, that was it for me see I got some good ones I, I love Norwich City when <laughs> 
they beat us 3-1 at Ellen Road, but before that, before the game even started, the atmosphere was incredible. I was going to say, because they, they, they scored four minutes in, mate. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but before that game, it was incredible. But no, for me, it has to go to the 4-0 Win at Ellen Road against West Bromwich Albion. Fair enough. That it, it was, you know, it was very nervous leading up to that game, and then after 16 seconds, Pablo Hernandez scored. From then on, through to the end of the game, I remember you being game, proper was... miserable before that game started because yeah. you thought we were just going to get slapped. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, no, but it was after that loss uh, yeah, away no, at QPR, you, you, we were just you, thinking, <laughs> yeah, you thought we were just going to get absolutely slapped about three yeah. nil. Yeah. It didn't happen. <laughs> no, we thrashed them four nil, but that atmosphere. I think Pablo Hernandez, that goal lifted everything. Um, and yeah, th- that atmosphere was just incredible for me. Yeah. It was absolutely incredible. It was really so good. You're going 2-0 at home against Derby County. Yeah. Uh, mine has to be 4-0 at home against West Brom. That was just an unbelievable night. That will stay with me for, for a long, long time. And that's a good thing about the vlogs as well that I've had on my channel. Make sure you, you watch them all and watch Shameless them all for next season. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just look back on them. Memories. It, it, it's good stuff. Uh, but, apart, uh, apart from when you're moaning that my head's in the way when you're trying to film yeah. something. <laughs> which he does all the time because he's shorter than me. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, <coughs> the next award uh, best under 23s player we've followed the under 23s quite a lot this season uh, who would you say is the best under 23s player for this season I'm going to have to give it to Jamie Shackleton Jamie Shackleton I, I know you're probably expecting me to give that to Ryan Edmondson because of all yeah. the goals he scored but I, I'm thinking of under 23s players that have impressed me this season both and have stepped up into I've, the first I've team. stepped up both they've impressed me both at under 23s level and at first team level and I'm going to have to go uh, Jamie Shackleton because he's enough. been brilliant wherever he, whenever he's been asked to play even Bielsa said he, he's been caught in his press conference saying uh, Shackleton never lets him down so yeah. <laughs> and that's true because you never get disappointed with no he, he's, he's a very good player and, he was, and he was brilliant in the first leg of the playoffs yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing him play next season yeah, probably should have scored again the f- a goal in the first leg that he, Less and, than and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then if, if Dallas then scored that other goal in the other game we'd be on 3-0 oh, there's, there's, there's a lots of what ifs that we yeah. can go into but we're not going to do uh, that but yeah Jamie Shackleton yeah a fantastic player yeah. uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him play week in week out for United you go to Shackleton as well no I'm going to go Asby is he brown on it <laughs> I mean, he has played it like nearly every game. So yeah. no, uh, Ryan Edmondson for yeah, me. Predicta- uh, hi- highest predictable, goal predictable. Sh- uh, <laughs> always pick the strikers. <laughs> highest goals got Ryan Edmondson. He's only just turned eighteen as well. So happy birthday to him. Hopefully, he enjoyed his first legal pint. It's unbelievable. Eighteen years old, and he he looks like a thirty year old. He's, he's a foot taller than us, and <laughs> built built like a brick shit house, <laughs> and we're just sitting around here. Getting older and fatter. <laughs> Twenty years yeah. old. Yeah. <laughs> um, you need you needing glasses. <laughs> yeah, but for me, uh, Ryan Edmondson. Uh, next uh, award: best young player to involved in the first team. A best young player. I mean, are we setting an age limit on young player? Let's just be sensible. <laughs> Let's not go Pablo Hernandez. Uh, right. <laughs> um, right, because I'm going to give uh, a different, a couple of different awards. Calvin Phillips. I'm going to give this one to Tyler Roberts. Yeah. And this is where I agree with you. Tyler Roberts has just been immense this season. Not scored that many goals, not got that many assists, but he does have that kind of X factor, that magic factor. Yeah. When he's playing, we we tick more going forward. Yeah, and definitely. That, that that is in the second half of the season that's been proven. Yeah, I'll definitely agree. Tyler Roberts, nineteen years of age, he, he's just been class, especially to incredibly all, skillful yeah. player as well. Spe- especially in the uh, second uh, half of the season, also in the first half of the season as well, when Kemar Roof and Pablo Hernandez were injured. Uh, Tyler Roberts stepped in at striker, scored four goals in three games, I, I believe. Two goals uh, at home against Preston. Got one against Hull, which won the game. Yeah, f- fantastic strike there from Tyler Roberts against Hull. Uh, yeah, f- f- I-, I agree with you. Tyler Roberts, for me, definitely 19 years of age. He is the best young player uh, in that first team. Uh, most improved 
player for you? Calvin Phillips. Yeah. Yeah, he went from kind of everyone being anxious to sell him at the end of the last transfer window <laughs> to now everyone's terrified we're going to give him to Bournemouth yeah. or something like that. He's been brilliant. He yeah. really has been superb. Yeah. I don't think anyone's markedly improved as much under Bielsa than he has. No. With maybe the exceptional uh, no, even Liam Cooper's, I think, has improved as much as Calvin yeah. has. I mean, Calvin Phillips, he was definitely, you know, on, on my shortlist for winning this award, but I've given him another award, which we'll go on to. Yeah, I'm probably... So, <laughs> for me, it's Liam Cooper. I have to give Liam Cooper an award. For, you know, for me, yes, he's made a few mistakes throughout the season, but from last season, last season, you know, for summer... Calamity Cooper. Yeah, for <laughs> summer of 2018, we were saying, get rid, he's not good enough. League One Liam. League One Liam, <laughs> Calamity Cooper, all of the nicknames, but he's come out, I remember that first game against Stoke, I was like, is this Maldini I'm watching? <laughs> he, he's just been, yeah, Liam Cooper for me has just Keep been, he's just been so much better this season. And uh, yeah, he gets my uh, most improved uh, player uh, award. Uh, Shithouse of the year award. <laughs> Un- undisputably, Matthias Click. Und- undisputably, I mean, yeah. there's the, the 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 greatest goal of all time against Aston Villa. There's the spraying that water bottle in that bottom player's face for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> there's the uh, binocular celebration against uh, Derby County at the home game. He's he's won it by he's won it hands down. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was out of two players. It was either Alioski or Matthias Click. Alioski just because it's Alioski. He's mental. <laughs> he's just. Running all all around everywhere, he's annoying everyone. Also, Holly Oscar with the videos of him shaking all the tunnels in all, in all the football the grounds. He just grabs them and just shakes them, gets all off <laughs> Derby County. Uh, he, he's a madman, is Holly Oscar. The most craziest football definitely is Holly <laughs> Uh But yeah, for me, shit house of the year definitely. Matthaus Click, and you know the most shit house moment was against Bolton Wonders for me when uh, all, all that all that fight was happening on the touchline, and he squirted that water just sick. Cool down. I've I've got to go. No, for me it's it's the Aston Villa goal because he scored it, and he just turned around and just went. What? <laughs> what you got? You get annoyed for? <laughs> While Conor Hurahan uh, attempted to murder him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did also enjoy the uh, the uh, Spygate stuff after that 2-0 win. At home. Yeah, he was, he was just brilliant. <laughs> he, he definitely wins shit yeah. out of the he, year. He has been he has been brilliant this season as Batash Click. Brilliant uh, to watch. Um, assist of the season for you? There's a couple of good ones. Size against Stoke was good. Yeah. Um, the Jack Harrison one or against Derby in the playoffs was yeah. really, was was superb. Said earlier, so you have to go with that Jack Harrison. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm <laughs> gonna have to go with that one. So Jack Harrison wins it for me for that one against who? Against uh, Derby in the first leg of the playoffs. Oh yes, what an assist that was! The curving ball right across first the back line. First time hit, curved right, Kemar Roof. Yeah, that was an unbelievable assist. Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, I'm gonna give it to Zayez. Uh, for uh, his assist, uh, you know there was a number of assists that, that we're going to go for. Zayez against Stoke, which I thought was very good. Zayez against West Brom, which I have given it to uh, for his uh, for Pablo Hernandez's goal uh, against oh, the, West Brom uh, in that four one defeat. Yeah, just chipped it up and Pablo Hernandez headed he, he it. He did in. exactly the same in the following game against yeah. Bristol City as well. And yeah, it, and exactly it, worked, the same. It, worked, it worked again there. Yeah, so Zayez uh, for me uh, has to get it. Um, I was also torn between Tyler Roberts as well and his assist for Bamford's first goal. Leeds United second in that 4 0 win uh, over West Brom. I thought that was a very good uh, assist from Tyler Roberts. Just that little flick onto Pablo and uh, to Patrick Bamford, rather. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good. I thought, that, uh, yeah, a number of good assists this season, definitely. Um, yeah, I didn't really think that, uh, that uh, Jack Harrison won in that first leg. <laughs> if, I, if I had remembered that, <laughs> which was only about two weeks ago, then I, I would have gone for that. But no, uh, I've gone with uh, Zayez uh, for the Pablo Hernandez goal uh, away at West Brom. Uh, the goal. Of the season for you, what are you going to go with? 
The thing is, I saw both these goals live that I'm going to suggest. I saw the uh, uh, Mateus Click one yes. against Chef Wednesday away that we were there for. That was unbelievable. That was a, such. A, that was what a goal. I mean, two <laughs> fantastic screamers in that game. One that, from uh, one was a fluke. One was yeah. a banging <laughs> shot. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the other one is Pablo's 16 second goal against West Brom, where yeah. he just uh, no backlift. Top bins, one yeah. goal. I'm going to have to go with that one because that inspired me for the second half of the season. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with that one as well for goal of season. Pablo Hernandez against West Brom. What a goal. 16 <laughs> seconds in, no backlift. He just touches, he just you know controls the ball and just top, top hits corner. it in top left corner. It was an unbelievable finish from Pablo <laughs> Hernandez. And that also gets moment of the season for me. Also gets moment of the season because at a time we had just lost 1-0 at Wake QPR. We needed a lift and 16 seconds into a massive game against West Brom, he produces a goal like that. For me, that gets moment of the year. For me, for me, it's the most bittersweet thing I can think of for moment of the year and that's to be Stuart Dallas's goal in the second leg of the playoffs. <laughs> we went 1-0 up and we thought uh-huh. that the world was our oyster and then it all came crashing down. <laughs> but that, for, that, for that one second there when right. Dallas scored and we went 2-0 up, that that was the, that was the best moment yeah, for that twenty odd minutes in that first yeah, half where we turned all up in that, that, that was that I I don't remember being happier than that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> never mind football. I don't remember being happier than that in my life. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, <yeah. laughs> it all kept, it all unraveled. Yeah. But still, for that moment, right about specific moment, that was a, that was the best moment. Yeah, uh, but yeah, for for me, Pablo Hernandez, that goal against uh, West Brom, goal of the season and moment of the season for me. Uh, and finally, player of the season, who are you going to go with? Calvin Phillips. Yeah, I agree with you, Calvin Phillips. Definitely, he he's just been unbelievable this season, Calvin Phillips. He won the uh, Leeds United Supporters Trust Paul Medley uh, yeah. Player of the Year award. The only individual award he's won this season as well, which is quite remarkable. Which uh, was voted on every week by Leeds fans on Twitter for yeah. every game of the season. Yeah, he's just been unbelievable. You know, twenty three years old, a Leeds youngster. Last season we had two head coaches in the season before, and the guy Monk. You know, loads of head coaches thinking he's an attacking midfielder. Bielsa comes in and says, nope, you sit right there, defensive midfield, you control everything. And he's just been unbelievable. He, he's taking that position, just taking it really well. I really he's hope just he, been unbelievable. he stays with us and carries it into next season. Yeah, hopefully he does. Hopefully he's a, he's a leads mind. Hopefully his family is family <laughs> just convinced. He did, to, he did tweet out on... I don't, know if, I don't know if he tweeted out or is it his Instagram. On Instagram. He basically just said that I'm, uh, we'll come back better for next season. That kind of yeah. implies he'll be here next season. Yeah. You'd think so. He's got two more years so. on his contract, though, so Leeds can nail him down yeah. a bit further. And Kemar Roof said he got one year left. Yeah. And um, <laughs> there's, there's apparently contract trouble with Roof as well. Because yeah, he, apparently. He wants parity with Bamford. Mm, yeah, apparently Leeds United, they are opening transfer talks with Kemar Roof, Cameron Phillips, and uh, Jack Clark, uh, which is good news. Away from the club? Uh, no, contract negotiations oh, with them to remain at the club. <laughs> <laughs> uh, contract negotiations uh, uh, from, from Leeds United to those three players, which is good. But uh, I'm sure it's just crap, but uh, yeah. so, someone said that um, Clark's been linked to Spurs, but I don't think that yep. I don't know why Spurs I've, seen, I've seen that as well. Yeah, um, But yeah, for, uh, player of the season uh, for me and you is definitely Calvin Phillips. Uh, let us know, uh, tweet at us, uh, comment below on, on the YouTube video uh, who you uh, would award uh, those awards to. Um, but yeah, uh, those are our player uh, awards. Uh, now let's have a look, see which players will be here next season, uh, of course, with the transfer window now open and us being Leeds and Leeds United fans. Uh, there's a lot of transfer news articles being published daily, just filled with loads of rumours and just 
probably just garbage, really. Uh, just hoping yep. to get clicks from Leeds United fans as we fall for absolutely everything. Uh, Sports like, journalists working for the sun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sports journalists who have a hundred who have a hundred followers, but have an insight to all the biggest clubs in the world. Of course so. you do, yeah, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll go over a, a few more doors uh, anyway. I saw that Calvin Phillips was linked to Norwich, which depressed me more yeah. than I can say. <laughs> I don't yeah. want him to do a Johnny Housen on us. That would really annoy me. <laughs> uh, we'll start with um, with the ins at Leeds United, though. All first right, of all, okay. so so the big in is uh, striker Dwight Gale. He's been linked with move to Leeds United. No chance. <laughs> yeah, of course, at Newcastle United, uh, who was on loan at West Brom last season, 28 years old, 24 goals, two assists, and 40 appearances for West Brom last season in the Championship. I mean, first of all, would you take? Dwight Gale, if, if he did come to Leeds, would, would you be happy with that? <laughs> he's on 50, 50 odd grand a week. Yeah. He's not coming to Leeds. No, he's not. But <laughs> would you take him? No, if we, if we I, did. I, I would love him to have him at the club. Yeah. Because he's, he's a. <laughs> he's the closest thing in this league to a sure thing besides Lewis Graben as someone who's going to score. Yeah, but 55 to 60 grand a week he's on. We're, we're, we're just, just, just madness. We've, got, we've only got peanuts in the transfer budget, yeah. so that's not happening. It's, it's just ridiculous. Un- yeah. un- unless the 49ers come in with another 20 million. <laughs> yeah, but I really can't see that Dwight Gale transfer happening. Uh, if truth be told, um, now speaking of ridiculous prices, Manchester City, have you seen what they've valued Jack Harrison at? Yeah, 20 million, didn't they say? 15 to 20 million pounds of Manchester City have valued Jack Harrison at. What? In a bit, Jack. <laughs> 15 to 20 million. If they knock off a zero off that 20 million, then I think you have a deal. I, I still wouldn't pay that. No. I still wouldn't pay 2 million for him. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to be too harsh on him, but he's not good enough. He's not good enough for 15 to 20 million pounds. Like, 2 million pounds, I think, fair enough, but 15 to 20 million pounds for Jack Harrison. Definitely not. Definitely no not. Chance, no. um, Leeds United, we've also been linked with a uh, left back, Johan uh, Barbet, a uh, 25 year old well, uh, from he's, Brentford. He's, he's more of a centre half than a left back, but he, he does play left back now and again. Yeah. I think he's. I've heard Brentford fans say he's better at centre half. Yeah. Uh, 25 years old, one goal and seven clean sheets, 30 appearances last season. Uh, w- would be a free agent as well. Uh, thoughts on that? W- would you take him? It was at Brentford, so it will be on low money. I'd, I'd have him. Yeah. yeah, why not? Yeah, we need, we need another defender. We need, we, we need defenders. Why yeah. not? One second. Yeah, free free agent as well, which would be good. Yeah. Uh, I don't mind us taking free agents. Yeah. We're not against free agents, uh, as long as they're worth it. Yeah, free agent seems to be uh, the running theme with Leeds United this transfer window, uh, as we've been linked with 24-year-old Dutch winger striker, Geraldo Becker. Uh, he's currently playing for ADO a- Den Haag in the, in the Dutch Eredivisie. <laughs> Excellent pronunciation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but eight goals and 11 assists and 35 appearances, which seems decent, to be fair, from a winger. Yeah, but... <laughs> We've been in the Dutch league before, haven't we? Jeroy Grot. And he had pretty decent stats. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't think that one will happen. I think, I think we'll be more likely to go for Barbe. Yeah, uh, they'll both be yeah, free agents still. Uh, so that seems to be uh, the we've, theme. We've been linked to another winger, though, haven't we? Uh, yeah, uh, Callum O'Dowder from uh, Bristol City. We were linked with him in January. He's more of a number 10 than a winger. Yeah, would you take him, though? Um, yeah, he's only yeah. got like 18 months in his contract. Yeah. Championship experience. Yeah, could be cheap. So yeah, I I definitely take oh, him. him yeah. Leeds United also linked with uh, Portsmouth winger uh, Jamal Lowe. He's 22 years old, 17 goals this season for Portsmouth. Of course, uh, Portsmouth staying in League One for next season after losing one 0 in aggregate uh, against Sunderland in the playoff semi-finals, uh, League One playoff semi-finals. Uh, but yeah, Jamal Lowe, 22 years old, their highest goal scorer this season uh, with 17 goals. He's uh, into his uh, last season on his contract with 12 months left, so it could be very cheap to get him. Uh, what would he make? That Jamal, I'd definitely take him. Yeah, as long as they don't spend too much money on him. Yeah, um, 
yeah, we've got a million, a million, million and a half, and we'll probably get him. Yeah, especially with a contract. Uh, contract. We just, uh, we just got to outbid. I mean, the Cardiff will have a lot of money, but all, I think we can. Uh, Cardiff and Wigan are also linked with him, aren't they? Yeah, Cardiff and Wigan. Yeah. Yeah, well, we can outbid Wigan. Yeah. Uh, Cardiff, Cardiff will be able to outbid us, but it depends whether you want to play for Marcelo Bielsa <laughs> or Neil Warnock. <laughs> yeah. And if you have a brain cell in your head, you'll choose. You'll choose. You'll choose Neil Warnock. No, you'll choose Bielsa. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, Jamal, though, twenty-two years old, uh, winger, very fast, very skillful. Uh, of course, got a, a handful of goals. I, I would definitely take him. I would definitely take Jamal Lowe. I've been very impressed with him watching him uh, this season at Portsmouth and uh, definitely being in League One, Portsmouth staying in League One, he will look at it thinking, no, I'm probably good enough playing Championship football and he definitely is and he will want to try and get that move into the Championship. Of course, Wigan and Cardiff also uh, in the just Championship. Hope we don't, so. Just hope we don't cheap out and, and refuse to pay like an extra yeah. couple hundred K or something like that. Yeah. That would really annoy me. <laughs> I mean, you know, with contract stuff as well, you know, we could we could just get him for a couple of million pounds and it's worth it for Jamal Lowe. Really, really is. We need a player like that, a good winger. Mm. And Jamal Lowe, he would be a very good signing. I would be uh, very uh, impressed uh, with uh, with that signing. Leeds United were also linked with uh, Luke O'Connell, uh, 18-year-old youngster at Bolton Wanderers, who, of course, have just been relegated to League One, uh, Spurs, and on uh, the uh, also um, uh, Preston off end uh, linked with uh, Luca Connell, uh, but he would be a good signing as well for Leeds United. Yeah, well, we're kind of as per Roger Zarin's comments, it looks like we're going to focus in on youth signings and things like that. So yeah, I might be more likely one the Jamal Lowe one, but we'll see. Yeah, and it would be quite cheap as well, three hundred thousand pounds yeah, as well, Luca Connell. Peanuts for it. Yeah, and also, you know, you'd imagine that Luke O'Connell uh, would be wanting to get into a, a championship side as well. He is a quite a decent player, and you'd think he'd choose a team like Leeds United or Preston over Tottenham Hotspur, really. Oh, yeah, but I mean, Preston signed loads of Irish players, and he's a Republic of Ireland international, so he, he'll, 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 his international teammates will be at Preston because yeah. Preston have got, they've got Maguire, they've got, they've, got, they've got three or four Irish players at Preston, yeah. so. He, uh, might, he might want to go there, but we'll see. Yeah, hopefully he chooses Leeds United. Definitely, he would choose Championship Club over, over Premier League Club. He's got more chance of playing Championship football than Premier League football. Yeah, think, he'll, so. he'll more than likely choose um, Preston or Leeds over Spurs, but... Yeah. Is an argument to say he might, might, might choose Preston over us, yeah. but we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully it is uh, Legion United. We do kind of need a player like that as well. Yes, we've got Bogus, but yeah, Luke Connell would be a decent signing, decent signing for the under-23s, I'd imagine it would be. Um, and then, uh, of course, Jamal Lowe as well, 22-year-old at Portsmouth, 17 goals this season, their high goal scorer. 12 months left on his contract. We could get him up quite, uh, get him uh, on the cheap. Uh, if we uh, outbid uh, Cardiff uh, and Wigan, that would be uh, a very good signing. Uh, but that's about it regarding players. Uh, coming into Leeds United, of course, big one there being Dwight Gill. We'd be interested to see if uh, that goes uh, anywhere. It, w- it won't. <laughs> if, if, if it does go anywhere. <laughs> uh, but, I, I, you know, I'm not, you know, free agents, you know, we've, we've been linked with, because, uh, you know, I'm not really sure that Andre Vazani has much money. No. You know, with 11 I, sports I, 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 not doing too well, especially in the UK, and also Leeds United only receiving £1.5 million in total uh, from TV revenue this season. Despite 24 of our matches being on TV, six matches in our last eight games being on Tv, one and a half million, 24 games, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And uh, Premier League clubs get like 100 million. You've got Huddersfield Town who've been on TV probably f- twice this season getting 100 million pounds. It just, is ridiculous. It just shows how bad the deal is for the championship. Yeah, it is, it is really poor. Ravazani has come out and spoke about before in the past, but one point one and a half million pounds in total from TV revenue this season for 24 games on TV. Just ridiculous. Just absolutely ridiculous. Um, also, Ravazani, he spoke uh, at the uh, FT Business in Football Summit uh, today. We're recording it on Wednesday. It came out today. Uh, Ravazani spoke there saying, uh, and I quote, 
you know, we'll have to run a difficult summer in terms of the transfer market, but we have a great academy. Now, it's not too happy reading that, to be honest. No, it sounds like they're saying that we'll try and get Bielsa, but we're going to hamstring him once again. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's saying it's going to be it's going to be tough for us to sign any players, but we've got a good academy, so stay calm. He's basically saying, yeah, we're, we're going to rely on our under-23s. He's not... Why do we... <laughs> I love what he's done for the club. I yeah. really do. And some of the stuff he's done for the club is brilliant. Best but, owner we've had in years. But yeah, he is. He, he's, do, he's not rich enough. He doesn't have enough money to win a football club. Definitely and he's, and he, not. he's also not willing to make any kind of loss. Yeah. Every, everything he spends, he recoups back. Yeah, but it's like the, if you uh, make a Patrick, loss. Patrick Bamford was paid for by the sale of Ronaldo Vieira. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of people are saying, well, he, he must have money because he paid £10 million for Patrick Bamford. But that money came from the Ronaldo Vieira sale. <laughs> the, the money literally came out of Sampdoria's bank account. Yeah. <laughs> and went straight <laughs> to Middlesbrough yeah, and all the others that were just like £3 million but we loaned out a load of players to, to free up the wage bill so you know he, he doesn't have enough money to, to win a football club and you know like I say you know, he, he's not willing to take a loss but it's like if you take a loss get a load of transfers take a loss but come May if you made the right transfers you'll get all that money back plus more so it would not matter so he, he needs to take a risk but he's not willing to take that risk 11 sports not doing too well not much money from TV even TV revenue. He doesn't have much money at all. Yes, he's fantastic, but I think you know he, he's not. He's not a football club owner, really. He, he, he doesn't have enough money to no, run a football club, to be honest. Uh, but yeah, that quote. It's not happy reading. Being a Legion I, I, I get the horrendous feeling that we are going to sell Calvin Phillips to fund this campaign, yeah, which yeah. will depress me enormously. Yeah, definitely, like Ronaldo Vieira last season. I mean, yeah. you know, that, that's the thing. You know, saying. You know, we have a good, great academy, but it's those great academy players. Uh, you know, th- there's no, there's no disagreeing with him, but it's those, those great academy players who we're going to have to try and keep hold of. We're really, really hard to try and keep hold of Premier League sides already. Being interested in uh, 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 Leif Davis, he's uh, sprung interest from uh, Liverpool. Chuck Clark, Spurs are interested in him, and I know this guy isn't doesn't count as an academy player anymore. But Bournemouth are interested in Calvin Phillips. He's an academy graduate. Yeah, 23 years old as well, uh, a youngster who's got a massive future, and Bournemouth are very interested in him. Which is a uh, yeah, it's just not happy reading for Leeds United fans to be honest. I mean, that, it, 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 never, deja happened, vu. never happened before that Bournemouth have stolen our midfield style. Yeah. It's just deja vu, isn't it? You know, you look at Byram. We're still a selling club, fundamentally. Yeah, we you are look, a selling club. You look at Byram, House, and uh, Lewis Cook. You know, all, all these players, all these youngsters who have, who have left, and you just think, you know, just keep hold of them for once. Let's just keep hold of our good youngsters and build on. Yeah, but we won't. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll probably have to sell. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely sell one of those three. Yeah, to, 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 I, to I try think, and fund them. I, I think it might be Clark. Also, yeah. Um, well, would you mind if we sold Clark? Not as much as if we uh, as if yeah. we sold Phillips or Shackleton. I'd care more if I sold them too. Yeah, Calvin Phillips. If we keep holding Jack of him. Clark is re- for me, is replaceable. Yeah, for, for for me, he's replaceable as well. To be honest, uh, Calvin Phillips. Good player, but replaceable. Yeah. Uh, Calvin Phillips would definitely need to keep. I wouldn't him mind us well. playing Leaf Davis at left back next season. To be fair, no, neither would I. No, neither would I. To be honest, no, um, but Calvin Phillips, we need to keep him. Twenty three years old, he's a future captain at Leeds United for, for me. I just want to see him captain Leeds United for once. He, he needs to stay. He needs to stay. Bournemouth, Liverpool, Spurs. You can all just. Do one. <laughs> can all just go away and, and leave you, our players you've got, you've alone. Millions and millions and millions, and you can buy from any league and any club in the world. You do not need to raid Leeds United's academy. Yeah, <laughs> just just leave us alone. Leave our players um, alone. Uh, but yeah, that, that's the uh, thing that we need to watch out for. Uh, whether Leeds United can keep hold of our uh, great uh, academy players, I ain't got a good feeling. 
uh, I reckon that one of them may go to try and fund other transfers. But um, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully uh, we can uh, keep hold of them. Um, yeah, because it is very important, uh, especially our best players. Keep hold of everyone. You know, everyone in this team. We don't. In this team we don't. Right now is good. Ideally, we won't sell anybody, and we will just add to yeah. the team. But I can't see that happening. But realistically, we need to sell someone to try and bring in more players in other positions. And that's the Forty uh, Nineers. They want to chuck us a bit more cash. Yep. Come on, Forty Nineers. <laughs> Give us some more money, please. But they'll, they'll they'll want some shares for their cash. That's the yeah, problem. Definitely. Um, they're not just going to give us money out of the kindness of their uh, Yankee hearts. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to demand shares. Yeah. Probably another ten percent. Yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, it's important that we need to keep hold of these players. Keep hold of everyone, really, and just build on. We don't want to restart like we did in two thousand seventeen. When Monk left, because we just kind of hit a big restart button, and uh, yeah, that scene didn't end too well, did it? So uh, <laughs> we probably would have been relegated uh, <laughs> if we hadn't had a, a decent start. Yeah, um, and a decent middle of a season as well uh, in that uh, seventeen eighteen season. But um, yeah, it's, it's key to build on from this and, and keep everyone. Uh, to be honest, but it's a big big summer ahead for League United, definitely, and it will be interesting to see uh, what happens. Uh, we will, of course, be keeping uh, uh, you all up to date uh, with everything at All Things Leeds. Uh, follow us on our, on our social media page and everything, and YouTube to keep up to date with everything. Me and Charles, we will be doing podcasts uh, as and when we need to throughout the summer if we sign a big player, if we you know, get rid of a big player. We'll be in the studio recording and, and, and giving our thoughts. Getting increasingly it. angry the fact we've sold Calvin Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Uh, but that brings us to the end of uh, episode 22 of the All Things Leeds podcast. Thank you uh, to Charles, as always, for joining me in the studio. Cheers, mate, for having me. Yep, uh, no problem. Uh, thank you to uh, everyone as well who has uh, listened this week. We really do appreciate it. Uh, if you enjoyed, uh, then why not subscribe or follow the, pod- um, the podcast on whatever uh, platform you are listening on. Give us a five-star rating if you're listening on Apple Podcast. Share the podcast around as well. Help us out. We really will appreciate it. Make sure to follow All Things Leads on our social media platforms. We're on Facebook. Search up All Things Leads. Twitter and Instagram. Search up All Things Leads. And we're, of course, on YouTube as well. Search up All things lead subscribe to the channel if you have not already i mean charles we will be back next week for episode 23 which will be the proper season finale as i said we will do podcasts throughout the summer but it will be the proper season finale 18 19 season finale uh, as i mentioned at the beginning of the episode we'll be joined by <coughs> guests we'll do a uh, big Leeds united quiz as well there will be a lot next week so you won't want to miss it uh, thanks again uh, for listening this week and we'll see you later